Dirty Work Minute. It's the podcast where we're watching and discussing the 1998 Norm MacDonald film Dirty Work one minute at a time. And I'm one of your hosts, David K. Jones. And I'm John Yavis, and uh, today we got a very excited, we got a special guest with us today. Yeah, very special. He, uh, he opened one dinosaur park, but now he's opening two more, one in New York and then one in Tokyo. So, oh. Yeah, he's uh, going worldwide yeah. with his brand. Uh, World-famous paleontologist Michael Wiesman's here. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, welcome back. Congratulations on the multiple part deal. You have to expand. You know what they say, location, location, location. Yeah, it would seem like a lot of people would be a little hesitant about a park run by dinosaurs or worked on by dinosaurs, but it's a, been a resounding success Yeah, I mean, so it's far. a new world. People are much more accepting to dinosaurs being part of our society than they were two or three days ago. I'm also a big fan of all the clothes they're starting to wear now, too, to fit in. Have you seen a T-Rex with a bow tie? Yeah, at, at my brother's wedding. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. We participate in that. We do weddings as well. All right, nice. nice. That's how we got the capital to set up the second and third part. Oh, for the wedding business. They're like videographers yeah. or MCs. The, the gate prices and concessions just keep the lights on, but we... We really make the money on, on weddings and bar mitzvahs. Oh, nice, nice. Well, congratulations, and I hope, you, uh, I, hope you, I hope your business just expands. You become more and more and more successful. Thank you. All right, so today we're talking about Minute 54 of Dirty Work. And Minute 54 starts with Mitch asking the homeless guys, how about for $2? And ends with Mitch getting thrown out of the building one more time onto his face for a total so far... Of five times it's been thrown? Four. Wait. Well, I mean, you kept four right times. Four times. Right? Four, four times. I was going to say, the, the last time you kept the check was last episode. Yeah, so, it's uh, been a whole day. <laughs> yeah. And what a day it's been. <laughs> I get, in this minute, right, we see the... It opens up with the, with the homeless. Yeah. Going crazy as a distraction. Which for, for two bucks. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I kind of liked how they... I liked how these guys went crazy. And Mitch and Sam just kind of strolled in right behind them, <laughs> no one noticing those guys that they had yeah. just thrown out. <laughs> so uh, they made their way up to Travis, and it pretty much uh, came out to say that he screwed up, basically. Yeah. Taught him something about uh, business, and uh, in his own words, you know, dirty work. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is always a great thing to do in your movies. I think at that point you should at least roll some credits Yeah. every time your movie title gets said in, mm. in the movie. At least have like a a bell go off or something. <laughs> so when they walk up there to Travis, they, they they storm into Travis Cole's office. Uh-huh. He's just sitting at his desk holding his dog. Totally fucking that dog. Yeah, he's totally he's totally fucking that dog. But like, there's nothing. Everything on his desk is just like blank paper, and he's just sitting there holding his dog, just waiting for someone to walk in. <laughs> it's almost as if uh, it was just kind of staged that way. Uh, you know, like. Are you expecting? Are you expecting these guys to be constantly working all the time? Maybe he was just taking a breather. Yeah, you know, I'm fucking this dog. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> in his refractory period. <laughs> Have you seen how small that dog is? Must be a lot of work. Yeah, you know, just the... there's nothing to grab onto. Yeah, I bet he gets. I bet he's got like a puppy mill, right? Or he just get, he just throws it out. It's a disposable <laughs> toy dog <laughs> that oh, he fucks man. and just throws in the dumpster. Can you imagine just having to work at that puppy mill? <laughs> so, what, so what, where do all these puppies go? Like, oh, you don't want to. You don't want to know. 
Yeah, they go to a happy home, no, right? Yeah. Some some kids they know. Nope. That's the reason I drink. <laughs> <laughs> he really does have nothing on his desk. He's got an opera book there. Yeah. To me, it seems like, uh, you know, I guess you can get pretty rich just running a, an opera theater, you know? Yeah. But this seems to be his only passion. Is yeah. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, just that and not, not taking any crap from people. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it begs the question, what else does this guy do, right? Right. But, um... I get, probably it's probably old money. Old money. He inherited it from uh, his his opera singer <laughs> descendants. Yeah, like a great grandfather owned a, a rail terminal or something. Yeah, and it founded Kohl's, the the department store. <laughs> yeah, or ran a bunch of coal mines. Yeah, coal mines, Kohl's, one of the yeah. two. Yeah, invented that. that slaw. Yeah, they just can't make the connection because they just spelled coal differently at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that, you know, if we're talking about the traditional hero story, right, mm-hmm. uh, Travis Cole kind of represents what Mitch could become if he yeah. continues in this form of dirty work and doing it for just the money game. Yeah. So in a way, this is this is Mitch kind of confronting himself almost. Oh, my God. That's those... the deepest thought we've ever had on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should uh, check out some of our other episodes. With, uh, I don't think so. Some, the some other people that have looked way too deep into this yeah. film. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Yeah. This is this is the perfect forum for uh, having these types of discussions. Yeah. You can probably say that no one's ever had these discussions about dirty work ever, right? So we might as well bring them into existence. Yeah. Um, you also learn that uh, uh, this guy never owned that building, which was made very clear by the fact that he interviewed Kirkpatrick, yeah. which uh, you think they would have picked up on that as well. <laughs> <laughs> they even say it out loud. Yeah. Kirkpatrick, he, he warned Mitch and Sam. Yeah. That he would do something to them if he ever... They ever screwed him. they ever screwed him. So that's a good foreshadowing and callback all in the same uh, yeah. little, little scene it's, right there. It's part two of a, a trilogy. Yeah. The Kirkpatrick trilogy. <laughs> His only function in this movie is to instill some kind of uh, forecastable uh, <laughs> danger that's going to happen to you. <laughs> but, He's a man uh, of his word. Yeah. And I said this, these past two minutes, just trying to get into this building, right? Like... For as easy as it was for them to get into this building, to Travis, Travis's office, they seemed like got kicked out just as easy. Yeah, you know, so you kind of figure like, did Travis kick him out <laughs> himself, or did the security guys come up there? You think they politely allowed him to call for help? You yeah. know, they waited while dutifully while he dialed the numbers for security. Yeah, do you think it's a panic button underneath that desk? Yeah, I think it's like a Mr. Burns type situation where it, it opens a trap door. <laughs> Fall out. <Yeah. laughs> Maybe. But, uh, you know, it seems like Mitch is the only one that seems to get thrown out again. So yeah. kind of does a leisurely stroll. <laughs> so yeah, I'm starting to think that maybe Sam could probably, you know, if he had enough husband in himself, he could probably do this all on his own. He seems like a pretty capable, tough dude. Yeah, I mean, uh, fighting his way up to Travis Cole's office. <laughs> exactly, right? I mean, yeah. Not to discredit Mitch. It seems to implicate that Mitch is the brains yeah. of the... Other operations, but you know, I don't think Sam's ever made himself to look like a giant idiot in any case, right? Yeah, seems I mean, like a very capable kind of dude. Yeah, I'm sure we've seen a couple of things where he's dumb, but yeah, he's not really like a full on dumb dumb. Yeah, so yeah, like I don't think he's got the create. Yeah, he doesn't have the creativity that yeah. that Mitch has, but he's not a just a big dumb oaf that's good at knocking down doors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, if anything, Mitch. I mean, Sam. Right? Has more to lose than Mitch does. Yeah. Right? Because, uh, 
you know, what does Mitch really have to lose? His car, Just, and that's it. I mean, like he, he knows that he knows that pops is his dad. I guess and yeah, yep. kind of weighs in on it, right? But like empirically, before that, right? What, uh, what, what really what really ties him to wanting to do good? Definitely nothing really. I mean, he did, his life was uh, all thrown out of a second story window. Like all he had was his best friend and his car and his popcorn machine. So he's loyal. He's loyal to those who are loyal to him. Yeah, mm, true. I guess like you know. Two peas in the pod. I guess they do need each other. Yeah. I guess I guess Pops did raise them both. Right. right? I mean, he kind of had to. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a couple minutes of just kind of futility almost. Right now, it just seems like they can't do anything to Travis Cole. Oh, yeah. Which is a good way to build up a bad guy. You know, kind of an untouchable force of evil. Yeah. <laughs> kind of the Thanos of this, uh, <laughs> of this movie. Yeah. Definitely fucking that dog. Definitely yeah. fucking that dog. <laughs> Just the way he holds it, and just the way he holds that dog, you know, this is like a really extra loving type protection over it. Yeah, so, he never lets it out of his hands. <laughs> no, it's like his portable uh, fuck toy. <laughs> so, I mean, wouldn't you want to protect it with all your might if you had one of those things? Yeah. Keep it close to your chest. Yeah, the dog never seems distressed or distraught. Maybe uh, it's because nothing's happened to it yet. Like I said, he, after he's done, he throws it down the trash chute. <laughs> just gets and it goes right into an incinerator. Ah, and he just gets another dog that's like that's yep. exactly the same. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like a cloning. Yeah, uh, it's not a puppet mill. It's no. a cloning facility. Yeah, <laughs> for the, just the same dog. That'd be a very dark. He's reason. a rich man with sick perversions. Yeah. Oh my god. That guy. You, have you seen Tickled yet? No, no. Let's tickle. All right. You have HBO or no? Uh, the, uh, the internet. You have the internet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's a documentary about. Uh, oh God! <laughs> you said documentary, and now I know it's like. Yeah, so these couple yeah. New Zealand journalists uh, get forward to this link about competitive male tickling, where they, these these men, these young athletic men, yeah. just tickle each other. I'm like, well, this is bizarre. This would be a good light human interest piece, anyways. The more they dive into it, the more they realize that like these the people who participate in this are given tons of cash. But as soon as they say no and they don't want to do it anymore, there's this shadowy figure in the background that like destroys their lives and lets and, like sends it out their videos and everything, all that information to everybody they know and everybody they work with and everybody like they'll ever know and just torments them. And then finally at the end, they they meet the the, the guy who's behind it all, and it's just like fat middle-aged man whose father was like a lawyer for the mob in in new york and he's just lives in his own penthouse of sadness and like jersey or something and throws infinite amount of trust fund money at uh at this so that's what he does with that dog <laughs> that isn't uh wow that, that's a real thing yeah that, you should see it it's, wow. a, it's see like this is why this is you know i think if People want to talk about wage disparity and people having too much money. Maybe you should start attacking the psychological effects of just having way too much money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if, like if that's your thing, right? Like, I guess in, the, in this kind of economy, you can do whatever you want if you have the money, right? But, like, the fact that, like, this, the best thing that this guy can come up with by having that much money is having a bunch of dudes tickle themselves and then... Extort them. Extort them <laughs> yeah. by ruining their lives. <laughs> How do you, how do they how do they combat that? How do these guys come back from that, or they just don't? They just don't. Yeah. I guess you just have to. This guy's got deep pockets and lawyers and threats and 
Mm. They would just they would just defame them by expo- yeah. by just showing the, these videos of them getting tickled. And or... he, yeah, and he preys on like people in disadvantaged areas as well. Wow, that is really evil. <laughs> that sounds yeah. Oh my god, that is scary. And he had, he didn't get any prison time for any of the things. And and, and to do these, he he committed fraud on a, on a few things. You, you should watch the documentary. But uh, he did some things where you're like, oh, any prosecutor would have open and shut with that. But nope, he's, it's, yeah. it's America. He's got money and he's got that deep. You got deep pockets yeah. and lawyers. And he's got videos of all these judges yeah. and stuff getting tickled. I don't <laughs> want that shit out. I guess you would just. I guess the only way to have to combat that is if you just openly came out and said you like getting tickled. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, is there stigma around that? Like, do people find these guys weird after they get exposed? Are they naked when this is going on? No, not fully clothed. Oh. Is what's oh. even funny is that uh, what the New Zealand journalist who's investigating it is is openly bisexual or, or gay, mm-hmm. and the the letters he's getting from the company that runs this tickle thing are just like so homophobic and gay slandering and everything, and just calling him every name under the sun for. Or a homosexual. It's like you you watch men get tickled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You feel like there's a case for like some kind of harassment. This man seems to be a deeply closeted individual. Yeah, man. Well, you know, yeah, definitely if he's confronting that man that strongly. You it's know like this saying? guy fucking that dog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, deep, yeah, and that might be just a signal for something else he doesn't want to admit <laughs> about himself, but uh, that's a that's terrifying. I guess, like I said before, you know, you just have to be open to the fact that it's like a fetish you have or something, yeah. and people just have to accept that about you, right? Because no, no one's perfect. Everyone's everyone's hiding something. Yeah, you know mm. what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? You ever look at people and you kind of wonder what they're into? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. You get that feeling sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very open to what I'm into. Yeah, you know I probably just saying? have to listen to your act. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's just. That's a, that's a plug for my uh, stand-up comedy. You know, if you want yeah. to know what I'm into, just come up, come out and watch me. In the... Wednesday night at <laughs> O'Brien's. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, part or, eight of the yeah. John Yabez farewell tour. Or somewhere <laughs> in Los Angeles by the time anyone hears this. Yeah, yeah. If this gains any relevance and people want to want, <laughs> are wondering what happened to John Yabez, <laughs> I'm probably, probably in Los <laughs> Angeles underneath a bridge. <laughs> You know, like like a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe I'm outside a building like this. Yeah. Getting paid two dollars to to run around all crazy like in the lobby. So yeah, seems like a good way to make money. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So you guys got anything else for this minute? Nothing else for me. Waiting and hoping to see that these guys get their uh, their comeuppance. Yeah. These bad guys and Mitch and Sam pull through and save the day. Yeah, they're in a real real low spot right now. So we'll see. What happens next week? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Mike, thank you so much for joining us this week. No problem. That was a marathon. I five days of recording. Yeah. Well, yep. Before we sign off, though, we just uh, uh, got to ask you one question here, here David. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. What did yep. you think of John Wick? Yeah. Um, I was surprised by how boring it was. Oh. Like I kept falling asleep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Mm-hmm. How about, uh, I'll just ask you a quick question. What did yeah. you think of the What did you think of the event that kind of set off the entire thing in motion? How did that make you feel? Oh, you know, it's like like we've all seen uh, Citizen Kane, right? Yeah. So it's like yeah. when he when he dies and he drops that snow globe and says uh-huh. Rosebud, it's like oh, this is like a direct like shot for shot ripoff of like one of the most famous movies of all time. Like, yeah. Why 
So like they weren't doing it like as a tongue-in-cheek thing. It was like a major plot point for this whole film. So that's pretty. That's a yeah. That's a you're you're like a movie politician. Yeah. You know how to answer questions and not really answer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. That's uh, the thing that set off the entire thing was his dog being killed in the shot-for-shot remake of Citizen Kane. Yeah, like yeah, you said. Yeah. The dog true. and the dog dropped that uh, snow globe, <laughs> snow globe yeah, and yeah. it barked the words rosebud. Yeah, this is reminiscing about sledding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's kind of boring. Yeah, and we cried out for his mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to know that you watch John Wick, David. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, now I don't have to say that as my sign off this week. Oh yeah, we kind of ru- we kind of ruined that too for you. This yeah. Well, you know, you're smart. You're a smart guy. I believe in you. Yeah, I'll you go with something else. Yeah. Like, um, where can people uh, go if they want to find out more about you or the stuff that you're up to? Don't. Don't? I don't okay. want people to follow what I'm up to. Oh, you don't? You no. Wanna, you're a world, fa- world famous pa- paleontologist. You know, you got a bunch of parks opening yeah. up. You, you want I'm a private to... person. Just leave me alone. Huh. I'm getting this really weird Jurassic Park vibe from you yeah. all of a sudden. Uh, anything, anything else going on with you? Michael Wiesman? No. Uh, <laughs> bring her back of... What potentially might be the end of the human race by releasing a bunch of predatory, dangerous, uh, extinct animals upon the world? Oh, no, no predatory animals. We just do the herbivores. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because they're so much bigger. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll we'll make sure that the world keeps a close eye on you and your uh, upcoming ventures. So thank you for for stopping by and good luck with the dinosaur business. So, uh, John, where can, where can people go online to, to figure out what's up with your life? You can find me on Twitter at uh, my Twitter handle, John Yabes. Just plain Just old John Yabes. No spaces, John Yabes. But I got the OG, got the first iteration. Yeah. You know, so I'm excited. That's John with an H. Yeah, with an H. Yeah, yeah. ain't no Jonathan. <laughs> and Yabes but, with two Bs. Uh, no, no, just one. <laughs> Just one B. That's all I need. Just one B. Okay. I think that's a slang term, right? Yeah, yeah. B, 1B. 1B, one opportunity. 2-1B was the medical droid at uh, on Hoth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys follow me on Twitter at DKJ Comedy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, give the show a follow on Twitter while you're at it, at Dirty Work Minute. So thank you all for listening and sharing and rating and doing all that great stuff. We really appreciate it. So that's why we do this. So uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week for Minute 55 of Dirty Work. I have seen John Wick, and it is a ripoff of Citizen Kane. Naked. Our theme song is Emotional by Aura Bora. You should check them out and a bunch of other awesome bands at failedorbitrecords.com. And we'd like to give special thanks to the Star Wars Minute podcast through whom all things are possible.